This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Nick Helm and Daniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon. Good, good, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to so, Fan Club. So, so, my name's Nick Helm. My name's Nathaniel Metcalf. And this is Fan, fan club. club. First rule of Fan Club. Tell your friends tell about your friends Fan Club. About fan Club. Second rule of Fan Club. Please, please, for the love please. of God, tell your friends about Fan Club. Uh, this is a special Fan Club uh, at the moment, isn't it? Oh, so they're all special. They're all special, but this is a really special fan club because uh, you're in Edinburgh at the moment, aren't you? I am. And uh, how's your show going? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah? Well, no, it's, you know, it's it's like it is. I've, I've cried. Yeah. Uh, every day. Yeah. Um, and uh, have you been handing out your flyers? Yeah, I've been handing out my flyers. Yeah. Uh, well, I hand out my flyers and then I... And then if someone says, is it good or something, I just crumble. Yeah. How many flyers have you got left, Nat? I've, I, well, I printed 5,000 and I've got probably about 4,980. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, do you know what? M- my little tip is if uh, when you're flyering, right. uh, just whack a load in the bin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then it feels like you've gone through more. Yeah. That's good. Well, actually, that's. What in a way, you're only cheating yourself. But sort of. My flyer had the same tip for me as well, which was disappointing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, what's the weather like at the moment up in Edinburgh? It's lovely as it always is. Yeah, the sun's out. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting good audiences. Yeah, and uh, w- w- lots of reviews. Yeah, well, certainly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, one or two. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to um, to uh, seeing it when it Are comes back to England. Are you in Edinburgh this year, Nick? I'm not in Edinburgh at all. Oh. Not not doing it. Okay, so uh, what have you been... <laughs> in between all of the uh, festival buzz, uh, what what have you been up to now? Uh, I'll tell you what I've seen this week, Nick. What have you been a fan I of? Have seen, I have seen the film Bugsy Malone. Oh, right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When was the last time you saw Bugsy Malone? I haven't seen Bugsy Malone. I would... Oh, I mean, I would say probably... Oh, 29 years. <laughs> really? I'd say I'd probably, I, I mean, a long, long, long time ago. I, I hadn't seen it for a long while. It's, do you know what? I've, I've, I've forgot, I've misremembered how old I am. I would say, <laughs> if I was, I would say mm, 26 years. 26 years. Mm. That's quite precise. I think I was probably about 11. And have you got any fondness for the film, or did you find it annoying? Yeah, or? yeah absolutely. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's, I always watch it as part of my Jodie Foster marathon. Uh, watched, uh, <laughs> the last one he did twenty six years I watched, ago. Uh, <laughs> it's that then, Nell. Science of the Lambs, uh, The Accused, and then Bugsy Malone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a lovely, lovely triple bill. Bugsy <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, Malone. I love Bugsy Malone. Uh, I, I, it's, uh, they have the uh, what I remember about it is they have the Flintstones cars, don't they? They have like the, they do, yeah, little bikes. They don't have real cars. They have cars where their feet hang out at the bottom and uh, they sort of like pedal along. It's got a weird thing where the kids don't sing their own songs, which I find it odd. Don't they've they? got no, they, they've got adults overdub the the children singing. Oh, really? So it makes a slightly odd 
an odd thing to watch. Actually, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Now that I'm remembering it, my favorite my favorite song out of that was uh, Bad Guys. Oh yeah, it's the best one. Oh, can we download Bad Guys? Can we get Bad Guys from Bugsy Malone? That's Paul Williams, isn't it? It is. Paul Williams. That's fan club. That's fan club. Uh, that was uh, another episode. That another we did episode about five. of fan club. We did several weeks ago. We did, uh, we did anything between one and six weeks ago. Do you like Paul Williams, Nick? Paul Williams is a lovely documentary about Paul Williams. I oh, think is it's it? really good. Yeah, um, it's called "I'm Still Alive," I think, and uh, it follows Paul Williams around. Paul Williams was in either the fourth or the fifth Planet of the Apes film. He was. He's a very he was. short man, uh, and he was. Uh, and what Paul Williams used to do is he'd get. I think it was on the 20th Century Fox lot, and so he would film Planet of the Apes, and then he was like a big kind of raconteur at the time, and he would uh, leave the set of Planet of the Apes in makeup and then he would go and do talk shows right and there's in, a, the, in, a, in, in the in the in the makeup ape, in the ape mask oh that's lovely and I think he was an orangutan and uh, and there's a really nice uh, video of I think he's singing in sort of like a dinner suit with a uh, with, with his orangutan makeup on and smoking a cigarette and he's just kind of like you know he's like crooning I mean song. I can't imagine anything I'd like more than seeing that Nick it's, that sounds like I mean it's brilliant well, Paul Williams uh, also wrote The Rainbow Connection he did uh, for, for the Muppet for movie for the Muppet movie and uh, he wrote did he write the music for Phantom of the Paradise uh, yeah he did it Paradise. and he's in it as well he's, uh, he's uh, a swan it's, that's a brilliant film and we played a track from that a few weeks ago uh, and uh, anything between one and eight weeks ago yes and uh, what's the other thing about uh, he was in Smoking the Bandit wasn't he yes he is yeah he's um, uh, he's also the voice of the penguin in the Batman animated series is he from the 90s yeah is he really he's the voice of the penguin because we were just talking about that we were weeks ago between uh, one and eight weeks ago one and six weeks ago yeah um, he was um, yeah we really like Paul why are we talking about Paul Williams Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone. He wrote all the music for Bugsy Malone. Um, yeah, I really like that. Is it Scott Bio? It is Scott Bio. Charchi. I don't know why, because oh, obviously at the time, I mean, Jodie Foster's incredible in it. She's like an adult. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a completely. It's, it's she. She come off it off of the back of Taxi Driver, I think, by then. Oh, and she'd already kind of like uh, been in a grown-up movie, and yeah. when she was hanging around these kids, she was just kind of like. Mm. There's Dexter Fletcher. Come on. Who now is like a huge director, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, and there's, there's a few people. That, it's generally lots of. Um, he was babyface, wasn't he? Dexter he was babyface. Baby baby yeah. Pass it to babyface. Pass it to babyface. Pass it to babyface. Hey, wait a minute! I am babyface. You remember it very well, Nick. I remember that was my favourite bit. Yeah. And obviously, bad guys was. Um, we could have been anything. anything my sister was in a production of uh, Bugs and Malone. Did she have an adult voicing her when she sang? Uh, yes, she did. She did. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Oh, well, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's just quite an odd experience because it's such a it's such a mad premise for a film that they've gone. Oh, we do like, and it's quite, but not when you're little. No, it when seems... you're watching it, you, there's nothing more natural in the world than uh, Bugsy Malone. I think. Well, there's probably a few more things. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> more natural in the world than Bugsy Malone. <laughs> more natural than milk. Fresh air and <laughs> butter. Um, I don't know why two of those things were dairy. <laughs> I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm probably craving it. Um, yeah, I really loved. Uh, yeah, yeah. What have you been a fan of this week, Nick? I tell you what, I watched uh, this week, which I've never seen before. Uh, I watched the film uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, I've never seen it. Never seen it. I'd never seen it. Um, uh, it stars Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh yeah. Um, who uh, was in uh, They Live with John mm-hmm. Carpenter. No, he wasn't in 
John Carpenter wasn't in They Live. No, he uh, directed it. John Carpenter directed They Live. I always thought that um, They Live, uh, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, because it feels like a cheaper film. It was like, I think yes. it was 1988, I think yeah. it was made, but it feels like a cheaper film than John Carpenter's other films. Yes. Which is which is weird, and it's all and uh, it's not a great film. I think that it's it takes a long time to get going. There's a middle forty minutes that are brilliant, and then the ending they sort of run out of budget. Yeah. Um, oh, it has its moments though, doesn't it? It's got some great stuff in it. When it's good, it's iconic. Yeah. And when it's not, it's it's quite a slog to get through. But I always just assumed that uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was sort of dra- drafted in as a Kurt Russell replacement. So did I. So did but I. actually, John Carpenter was a huge wrestling fan. Yes. Yeah. Or oh, is a huge wrestling. Well, back in I don't know if he still is but I mean back at the, uh, in the late 80s he was like this huge and Rowdy Roddy Piper was the first um, uh, wrestler uh, WWF wrestler to you know get into movies like, oh yeah it, I suppose now you think about he it yeah, was, yeah. he was like a huge he was like a huge star and um, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's amazing in They Live yeah he's got a lot of presence um, he, and you know stuff like uh, I've come here he sounds like Robocop as well when he, when he says his lines I've come here to chew no, what is it I've come kick here ass. to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum and that's how he <laughs> says it um, and it also has that massive that's fight from, scene, doesn't it? But that's from his wrestling stuff. Oh, is it really? So he would sort of like incorporate some of his wrestling stuff. And yeah, so the first time I saw They Live, um, I love John Carpenter. He's like my favourite one. Me of my, too. He's one of his top five ta- favourite directors. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so the fight scene in, in They Live was one. Of, I mean, it's been sort of like spoofed a lot. And I think it was in an episode of uh, uh, South Park. But... Um, yeah, the first time I saw the fight scene in They Live was absolutely... Like, I was just watching it sort of like as a casual viewer mm. in the mid-90s, just watching They Live. Uh, uh, they were fighting. It's, uh, it's Keith David. Keith David. And uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And they're just in an alleyway. And Rowdy Roddy Piper goes up to Keith David and says, hey, can you put on these sunglasses? And Keith David says, no, I don't want to put on the sunglasses. And Rowdy Rob- Roddy Piper says, uh, go on put on the sunglasses because they're magic sunglasses that when you wear them you can see that all of the elite uh, and rich people in the world are actually aliens uh, and and all of the advertising slogans say obey on them and uh, consume more and stuff like that and uh, and you know there's that um, t-shirt company that obey oh yes yeah that's where that comes and that's from. where that comes from and you just think so it's a really influential film mm. um and so uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper keeps saying, like, uh, you know, put on the sunglasses. And Keith David says, no, I don't want to put on the sunglasses. And he says, no, go on, put on the sunglasses. No, I don't want to. And it, they back and forth. And then he, like, hits him in the face. Rowdy Roddy Piper punches Keith David and says, put on the sunglasses. And Keith David punches him back. And he says, no, I don't want to put on the sunglasses. And then they start just, like, punching each other. But not in, like, a spectacular kind of, like, action movie kind of way. They're just sort of like... Two blokes having a fight. Two br- blokes just... You know, just brutally, like flesh on flesh, just like smacking each other in the face and kicking each other. And it goes then, on for eight, eight or nine minutes. And it was like four minutes into the fight that I was just like, "This is a long fight." Yes. And then it kept going, yeah. and then it becomes kind of like—I uh, mean, this is a, it's a poison chalice. This because uh, or, because the best thing about it was the fact that I didn't know it was coming. Yes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Just goes on. But and it just on goes on and on. on and on and on, and it's punctuated every so often by uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper saying, "Put on the damn glasses," <laughs> and Keith <laughs> David becomes, saying, "No, I don't want to." And it's very how odd it is. Almost makes it. 
a sort of almost becomes like a classic bit of cinema. Like, it's, what is this? Is going on and on, and it actually just. It, it sort of creates something which probably started as like a joke let's do a really long one but actually feels really cinematic I don't think really. it, I, I, I watched the making of it I don't think it was a joke at all I don't think they thought it was funny I thought what they thought was uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and John Carpenter were like do you know what we'll take some sort of like wrestling stuff and everyone you know we'll take oh, this away is what people want to we'll see we'll take away the fakeness of all the wrestling and we'll make what we'll try and do is we'll create one of the most realistic fights that's ever been on film and they right. choreographed it for ages and they tried to do this thing but in actual fact it's just sort of like it's the longest fight that of you know, it's it's just two guys in an alleyway just punching each other for ages and ages and at the <laughs> end of it Rowdy Roddy Piper managed to manages to get Keith David to put on the sunglasses yes. and Keith David goes uh, oh right oh, I see <laughs> I like the idea that they finished the film and then went actually it's like an hour 20 we really need another <laughs> it's, let's just it's extend of, this I think it's one of John Carpenter's moments. Oh, it's a I mean? real like bravura. Is the word? It's like real. Like. There's the fight scene. There's uh, the obey and all the signs. Yes. There's the, a couple of his one-liners, and then there's basically the, the look of the alien. And those things are really sort of like yeah. long-lasting. And then there's kind of like this. And that's enough, isn't it? That's enough to make a good movie. There's like three or four big set pieces and ideas in a movie. Yes. Yeah. That's really sold. I mean, it. it's an average movie. I well, I when like you it. boil it down, but when is it? It's, it's it's like you know, parts of it are like yeah. this is. I don't really subscribe to star ratings, but parts of it are like a five star movie, and then part of it are just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like ticking along. It's kind mm. of kind of. So it's got peaks and troughs. Yeah, it's a very blue collar film, isn't it? That's all. Kind of well, it's about anti-establishment. Mm. It's really you know, it's like an important. It's, it's an important film. I mean, I don't know. There's moments in it that you couldn't remake, but the, you know, there's always the thing that why you re- why would you remake perfect films when you could remake um, uh, f- uh, f- flawed films? I think Harold Ramis used to say that. That's why he remade Bedazzled. He was like saying, "Yeah, I, I do like uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore's original, but he didn't think it was perfect, and so he went and obviously he made the very perfect." Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, would, Brendan Fraser movie. Bedazzled is is in my top thirty of all time. The original Bedazzled, I really? absolutely love it. Really, I, I think it's like again. I don't sort of see it as a perfect film, but it's so up my street. There's so much stuff about it that I absolutely love. Sure, I've not seen it. I really, I, I, I think it was on TV, and I saw like the middle uh, ten, fifteen minutes. And I just thought, what? Uh, oh, I, I'm not going to watch the, the middle of a film. <laughs> So. Same director as Singing in the Rain, Bedazzled. Fuck off. No, it is Stanley Donovan. Gene Kelly. Yeah, On the Town. He did On the Town. <laughs> he did uh, Singing in the Rain uh, and Bedazzled. But the other guy, not Gene Kelly. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Stanley Donovan. Yeah, yeah, he did it. And I think, yeah, I think he did Singing in the Rain with, with Gene Kelly, I think. As discussed, that's fan club in a previous fan club. This is a very relaxed edition, isn't it? Oh, it is, We've yeah. actually just... Oh, do you know what? We've actually just sat and listened to each other. <laughs> and had a conversation. I don't think we do listen to each other enough anymore, Nick, and I think it's been a pleasant change. I think this is going to work wonders for our relationship. Nick and Nat's fan club on Food Bar Radio. <laughs> I'm going to play a song now. And we've... Fan Club on Food Bar Radio. 
And we're back. Welcome back to Fan Club. My name's Nick Hell. <laughs> I'm still Nathaniel Metcalf. Still Nathaniel Metcalf, and this is this is Fan Club. I put them. Uh, yeah, the the mics are on. Uh, why? What's going on? Oh God! Natalie shouting at me through the glass window, right in front of our guest. Uh, we're joined in the uh, treehouse of. Fun. Uh, you, is your microphone on, Nat? Is it on? It is now. I did. I had. To, I accidentally switched this microphone off, Natalie. I'm so sorry. Maybe that was the thing. It's confusing, isn't it? We've got two Nats. <laughs> two. We've got Nat, Natalie and Nathaniel. Imagine. Uh, and, uh, and, and one of them's through a glass wall. Well, we could tell you some stories, but we won't. We won't. I don't know. Should I speak now? Or, uh, sorry. Am I, do, I mean, sorry. you know, we, I don't want to talk out of turn. We're joined in the studio today. Thank you. Uh, by. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking for my keys. <laughs> one second. But uh, <laughs> uh, esteemed no. a- actor, actress. Do you prefer actor or actress? Well, I mean, that's quite a funny thing, really, isn't it? Nowadays, they want—they all want to be actors, and I just say, "Well, no, an actress is so much, so much sexier, isn't it? Really, <laughs> actress. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whether you're a, a man, a woman, or a dog, you know, whatever you are. Um, but no, actor <laughs> is." Not that I'm saying the third one is dog, you understand. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's, it's such a minefield, isn't it? You know? I mean, I don't want to say what we used to say in my day, you know, because I'll be hung. I'll be hung, drawn and quartered. I really will. On the show. I mean, I know a lot of people here are very, very uh, modern, and so am I. I mean, I love difference. <laughs> you know, but what I'm saying is, I, actress. Let's stick with actress. actress. You know, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's all this stuff nowadays, isn't there? About you know, well, but actor is the profession. You know, I mean, but you wouldn't say fireman for a fire woman. Firetress for a woman who was a fireman. You'd say for a truce. For truce. is the is the official word <laughs> for truce. Really? Yes, for truce. For truce. For truce is a lady fireman. Really? Don't look it up. Or up. Sorry, that was the Leicester coming out there. It comes out every now and again. <laughs> you, uh, you can take the girl out of Leicester. You really can. But you, you'll find it very hard to not say up. But there Wait, you go. Just to cut in, we're joining us here now by actress Anna, Anna Man. Man. Hello. What are you up to at the moment, Anna Man? Oh, gosh, I'm doing everything and anything. Uh, anything that will, will give me a chance, really. I just recently <laughs> filmed an advert. Um, sadly, it was. It dis- I discovered it was for a sort of, well, a sort of, you know, white supremacist group. So I had to pull out at the last minute. But it was very exciting for a second there. Cause I, haven't, already I haven't worked for ages. No, I, I got in there and I met all the guys. And they were like, we love the stuff you say about you know um i did this show back in the day it was really funny it was about two people from different races living next door to each other <laughs> and it was it was meant as harmless as possible you know but now it's become basically a, a symbol for hatred and that's how they found me but apart from that i've been running my late night cheese and sex parties at the soho theater they've been going down very well um Yes, that's Nick wants to say something. That, that, He's got his hand in the air, which is very respectful, actually. I like uh, that. I, I Especially since it's your show. You could I just was, ramrod me right was, now if I you was, wanted to. I was Nat's ge- thinking about it. I was gesticulating, uh, <laughs> yes. but it did look like a hand up. Um, oh, what was it? Were you, I was were you sort of conducting my speech? You're actually up in Edinburgh, aren't you? I'm up in Edinburgh for the final week. Doing the cheese and sex parties? Doing the cheese and sex parties. And what do the cheese and sex parties involve? Well, I mean, very much the clue is in the name. But <laughs> um, beyond that, we have guests, you know, James A. Caster. You know him? Is it A. Caster or A. Caster? Acaster. James Acaster did it the other day. Phil Wang's doing it soon. Um, Nick, you can do it if you want. Nat, I'm, I'm maybe. Not up in, I'm not <laughs> up in um, 
Well, come up and do it. It's no, fun. I'm, I'm not, well, I might actually come. I'll up. pay for a megabus. How's that? I'll come up to uh, what, what time are you want? Eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five. No, no, no. Oh. That's just that's just right. I could. Uh, lovely. I could come up and I could go to the pie maker and then I could do cheese and sex, sex. party and then I just bring uh, the pie. Come back. Come, come back, back come to out. London. Why not? There you go. Let's do it. Yeah. It's done. All right, I'm up in Edinburgh for one And you night. can do it too. <laughs> Why not? As long as, you know. It's nice to give some, some young, young people a You can do a couple chance. of minutes. <laughs> you can carry the cheese. No, but it's, um, I mean, the thing is with the, you know, you laugh, but the cheese and sex, I mean, it's back in the day. We used to have cheese and sex parties all the time. You know, it was wonderful fun because it was a way to network. It was a way to find work. You know, you'd sit, you'd be chatting about, you know, this and that, you know, blowjobs, camembert. And then, you know, you'd be like, um, uh, have you got any jobs for me? And they go, oh, yes. Um, do you want to come and do a who? You know, and you go, well, what, what would I be playing? And there's sort of a blob thing at the end. All right, I'll do it, you know, because I, I need the work. <laughs> so I'm trying to get that going again, you know, but with an audience. And um, my friend, my, my dear nephew, my actual nephew, Phil Dunning, is popping up with me. And he brings the cheese. And last week, he, I asked him to get a selection of cheese. And last week he had a lump of Edam. Big fat lump, <laughs> not cheap, three pounds. No. Couple of cheese strings, <laughs> some primula, squirt, squirt, it, squirt it straight into the mouth, and then just a couple of baby bells, you know. But that was just a taste of, of what we can have. Sadly, the council have, have limited the amount of sex we can do, so it's literally just a couple of seconds fucking at the end. <laughs> and when you hear the klaxon go, you've got to go for it. You know, if you. <laughs> What I say is find your partner when you're coming in. Trek right. it's all right. You right. know, we're not going there. No, of course not. Trek it's all right with them. Find your partner and just get ready. Because, you know, when you hear that klaxon go, you better start fucking, you know. Cause and there's people coming in after. Probably, you're getting two seconds. Show. Oh, probably, yes, yeah. knowing Edinburgh. So it'll just be covered in, in cum. It'll be difficult to know where the smell in that room's coming from. The cheese or the cum. Mm. Or the other juices. What is the difference between... This is getting very vulgar. I mean, but to be fair, I've called it cheese and sex party, so, you know, I am asking for that. What is the difference between Edam and Baby Bells? In texture, colour, taste, or process? I mean, aren't, process? Essentially, aren't essentially Baby Bells miniature Edams? I think Baby Bells come from sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Fully formed. I think <laughs> I don't know I may have got my cheeses mixed up there but I think I've, I think I read something they like that they come out with the wax already around oh yeah yeah oh. yeah that's part of the process I mean they have to force feed it them and then it <laughs> you know it's a horrible process but it tastes delicious you know it's like what's that when you stick a goose in a duck in a, in a swan <laughs> triple bird that's bird next rest. Edinburgh <laughs> Three birds, three bird roast. Three birds, three bird roast. That's what we should have called it. <laughs> the three birds being, you know, James A. Cass, Nick Helm, Phil Wang, all inside each other, and then they emerge somehow—not literally, but you know, yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. So that's what I'm planning at the minute. Oh, and I've got a podcast. Can I mention that? Of course. Well, I mean, uh, oh. yeah, sure. It's Actually, called. Once uh, you finish downloading uh, Nick and Nat's uh, yes. per, uh, fan club, uh, you can download that on iTunes, I suppose. Then you can just uh, follow that up with. Uh, I am Anna Man. That's what it's called. Oh. Yeah, guests on that show. No, it's just <laughs> very much just me talking for an hour. How long is that? An hour? Sometimes, yes. Uh, when do you do that? Do you do that at home? Just, just in the in on the shows long. Yes, it's just me. <laughs> And my friend Phil comes along and just records. Sometimes he just records me sleeping. Because I come out with some gems. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. But nightmares, you know, and dreams. You're trained, aren't you? I'm a train. Uh, a train. 
I'm trained. Oh, oh sort yeah. of. Oh. Sort of. I was thrown into it in a way. The training kind of happened more recently. Oh. After I'd done a good 40 years in theatre, <laughs> okay. I thought, I need to learn a couple of tips because <laughs> I'm rubbish at this. So, yes. Um, so I am trained recently. My best friend, Sue Clinch, she put me on to this little school around the corner. It's, she said it was a school. It turned out to just be a very old man. Um, but he had some tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always face front. <laughs> Always face front. They want to see this. All of it, you know. Sure. What? Sick of... And I did a lot of my plays, my back to the crowd, and that was a big... Looking back, I mean, that's why Look, it didn't work. Literally looking back. You're quite literally very good. <laughs> Over the shoulder. He's fast. Um, thank you. I've I do everything over the shoulder. <laughs> Especially fucking. Um, <laughs> you're thinking about me looking at you over the shoulder now, aren't you? I, I know. know, and so is everyone in Britain. I know. <sighs> How, when did you get started? What is this show about? What? When did I start Pilates? When did you get started? In acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I left Leicester with a vengeance, you know, because <laughs> you have to. You've got to get out of there, you know. I was when growing up, it was all Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. Do you sure. know what I mean? I thought Leicester was the world. I really did. I thought Leicester was just carried, you know, like um, Terry Pratchett. Leicester was just a sort of <laughs> globe on a turtle. And then I learned about science and other countries and other <laughs> cities, and just not Leicester. And I was like, "Fuck this! Get out of Leicester! I'm going to become an actress, no matter who I have to kill." You know. It was a, a little show I saw. It was it was Betty Davis. Oh God, I'm thinking about her now, and I'm crying. Betty Davis, and she was. It was just a little second of her I saw. It was actually just her. It was actually when she was just an extra in something. She was walking <laughs> in the back. It was so good. And I watched that again and again. I thought that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an actress. You know. Cut to forty years later. Almost got an audition last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. That's great. That's nice. This is fun, isn't I it? I think it's nice. <laughs> what, what, what's this show about? That was incredibly, how incredibly inspiring mm. that, you, that you've never given up. Never give up, Nick. Never yeah. give up. Have you? You've sort of given up now, have you? Well, I, the reason I'm on Food Boys because it's round the corner <laughs> from uh, from where from I live. From the pub. It's just round the corner from. I just live round the corner. Oh, really? Oh, it's that's lovely. Ease of access, really. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've given up. <laughs> You mustn't. Can you give back? Well, I think Can you get back into it? Well, what we want is... Cheese and sex party. Come guests, and do it. Guests like you to... Uh, to give to you keep, inspiration. To, to stoke the fire. You mustn't give up because you've got something. Thank you've you. got a talent, a spark. Nat, not sure. <laughs> but Nick, you've got a, a flame. Oh. You know? Thank you. And people will get burned. But so what? Thank you, Anna. It's better that they get burnt and you carry on than they live a life free of pain do you know what this is music to my ears because mm. we've had so many guests on and no one's really bigged me up <laughs> no at any point they've always talked about themselves and you know what selfish, they like isn't it? people come They're on selfish <laughs> actresses and actors are very selfish and comedians <laughs> are the worst mm. very much so they're always mugging me now we're what? going to ask you about your favourite things, Anna. Oh, the, oh, right. And I thought it would be interesting first to ask who your favourite actors and actresses are. Oh, goodness. I mean, I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't not mention drunk old Freddie Basden. Does <laughs> um, <laughs> that ring a little bell there, Nat? You, wonderful actor. He was in, uh, we did a sort of spin-off, talking about who, um, Doctor. Mm -hmm. We did a sort of spin-off. It wasn't great, but it was called Professor What Now? And it was all right, <laughs> you know, but drunk old Freddie Basden was in it with me, and he was wonderful, he really was, and he lived life, 
you know you know like oliver reed or you nick or you nat to a degree with your comics and stuff <laughs> but you know he lived life he drunk he fucked anything and everything constantly it was horrible during filming often <laughs> But as soon as we'd finish, he'd bang out the door, straight out the... He wouldn't bang the door. I mean, we tried. He probably would. If there was a hole in it, he'd go for Key it. Keyhole. Fuck it. Literally. But he, he, out the door, off his face every night, you know, groping the women, fighting the men. It was the 70s. It was mm -hmm. fine. Groping the, women, fight, groping the men, fighting the women. He didn't care, you know. <laughs> if he could fight it or fuck it or snort it, he would. So would you say... And he was a real actor, do you know what I mean? He, 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 there was fire. When you talk about fire, that's what Fred was. You're, you're more of a fan of uh, his work off screen off and stage screen. Well, rather that's, than on. You say that, but see him as, as um, Captain Blue, the pirate. <laughs> see him as the postman in um, Who's the Postman? Okay. See him as the rogue baker. Have you seen that, rogue baker? Uh, no. Oh, not. it's good. God, it's good. You were talking about your John Carpenters, your They Live, weren't hey, you? Hey, I yeah. heard you just now. Rogue Baker, okay? It's a very similar feel to that. Imagine a baker. We all know bakers. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. they make our bread, yes? That's, I mean, <laughs> the bread we eat comes from Pasties. the baker. Pasties. What? Pasties. If you must. <laughs> Ro now imagine one going rogue. <laughs> right. Okay. Like really going rogue. They wanted Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to go for drunk old Freddie Bazin in the end. And he he would lose it. Just complete commitment to character. He, they had to be, com he had to be, um, you know, what's the word, where, you, where you're going to a, a hospital? Committed. You know? <laughs> committed. He had to be committed halfway through filming. And then they'd get him out again, he'd film a bit, and then they'd put him back in, you know. That was how, but they'd just wind him up and let him loose. And that's acting for me. I've never achieved anything like it. Really? If I'm honest, no. I've, yo, I've been committed all the fucking time. Probably be committed after this, darling. But, uh, no, but I was in. Um, I I did a I did a I did a Santa's Grotto once, where I had a, a co the, the co-op in Nottingham in in '84. I was one of the elves, right? And I did have to be physically restrained at one point, you know, because I was in it. Yeah. I mean, you know what it's like, Nick, when the fire when you're on fire. And you sometimes do light yourself on fire on your shows, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's happened once. Do it again. You know, that's what you need to no, do. No, never again. I did it once, and that was enough for me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, yes, a drunk called Freddie Bowsden, wonderful. And the thing about Fred, if I can just say this one final thing, the thing about Fred, you say, you know, did you love him for his, his drinking, his groping, his snorting? You know, I once saw him snort a man. <laughs> I tried to, anyway. <laughs> tried to. Lovely little chap called Freddie Flowers, who's sadly not with us anymore. Was that what did him in? It, was, it didn't help, right. should we say that? I mean, that's what started a very long decline. <laughs> imagine if you got some, a man tried to snort you. I know. You'd lose all sense of security in the world. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd be wondering what's up and what's down, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Mm. You know you Here I am living going. my life. We're all trying to get somewhere in life, and suddenly a man tries to snort you. And you're like, <laughs> what is this world? Anyway. Where would you even start? Well, on his head. He went straight for the top. He tried to get it all up. He was just gone by How that far point. did he get? He got a few hairs and a bit of flesh. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he had a powerful, because of his training, because of his lung capacity. Of course. Because, he, you know, he did his exercises every day. Even if he was pissed, he'd be there doing his, his you know, his exercises for his lungs, getting his, his ribs in and out, pulling them, you know. And so when he sucked, it was like a fucking mm. vacuum, you know. <laughs> 
But the thing about Fred was, no matter what he'd had to drink or snort mm-hmm. or, or whatever, he'd always be there on, on set the next day. You see what I mean? And this is the difference. You don't get this with young actors. Full costume, <laughs> never his own. But there he'd be. You know, as soon as the director said action, no matter what he'd had to drink or whatever, no matter how late he'd been out, no matter how fucked he got, as soon as the director says action every time, without fail, he'd shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it was really thick black seventies pool. You know, just all over the floor, and we'd slip up, and I'd mm. throw up because it stunk. You know, we'd be rolling around in the shit and sick for ages. And uh, it was the seventies, you know, that's what it was like. And then one day, um, the producer said, "Fred," he took him to one side, and he said, "Fred, it's got to stop." You know? We love you. You're visceral. You're real. Your acting choices are incredibly brave, but you are shitting all over the stage. <laughs> So, but yeah, drunk old Freddie Bazin, he's going into the actor thing because he was good. Great. He's Captain Blue. Fuck. God. I mean, if you saw it now, you'd be like, mm. but in the day. In the day, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other favourite actors or uh, actresses? Oh, well, I've got time in Silly Billy Crilly, of course. Um, <laughs> Silly Billy Crilly. Tiny chap. You remember him? Where's the jam? Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, 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 Where's yeah. the jam? <laughs> so much fun. Tiny chap. <laughs> Child star Is he still with us? No, no He's long gone Bless him But child star He was um, He was around Freddy I mean Drunk old Freddy Sort of Well he killed him Accidentally <laughs> But he was It wasn't He didn't I mean, mean to He, was he to didn't mean to most, Wasn't he? So it was well he was almost Drowning in it mm-hmm. Yes in a sense But silly Billy Crilly He, he, he But the, also actually Where's the jam? Yes, well, no, he didn't drown, actually. He was, it was a sort of stampede, really. It was a stampede for everyone to get out. And it was, okay. it was you know, they were like, it came out. And I didn't want to say it to Fred, you know, but... Because, you know, where's the jam? You remember that? Yes, yes. You remember it. It was it, all sorts of films he did. Westerns, um, sci-fi. Where's the jam? You know. <laughs> Kubrick wanted him for Spartacus at one point. Mm. That's true. Mm. That is actual fact. You can Google that. Um, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Where's the jam? You know, that <laughs> didn't work. Wouldn't have worked. Glad, glad they took it out in the end. But people found it very fun, very silly, very tiresome, very quickly. <laughs> but Silvio Krill, he, um, no, it was a stampede to get out, basically, because Fred, I mean, he was a bit of a joke, and he'd said there was a bomb, and he'd, he was going to it was going to start it was when he was being committed you know but he said <laughs> he said the whole the whole theatre's going up in a minute I've laid a bomb and obviously at this point we're like that's probably true because he's nuts mm-hmm. um, stampede out the building and, and you know it was just all over Silville Grill you know running big feet and I've got massive feet you know but it was Fred's foot that, that did him in in the end you know it's just crushed crushed pretty much Fred said afterwards where's, where's the jam <laughs> <laughs> he said where's the jam on my shoe which I thought was a bit mean you it's know? probably what he would have wanted killed one of our best friends in a way <laughs> it may be I don't, but I did laugh because it was funny you know <laughs> it, was, it was the timing of it really so yes Seal Bill Creel and, and Drunk Old Fred so many have gone now Terry Towers tallest man in Sherbers <laughs> <laughs> how tall was he sorry how tall only six foot, but you know, at that time everyone was very small. It was a year when, it was a strange year back in the 60s when, very random, where the only people acting were very short. Um, so he got all the tall parts for a year. And then a, lot of, a lot of actors are, are much shorter than you think they are. Aren't oh, they? God, yes. I mean, a lot of people are hardly there. They don't notice this. If They're if barely visible are. to the naked eye. Some of the, some of the big stars. Who's the smallest that you've heard of? Uh, I know Tom Cruise. He's a probably Tom Cruise. He's the Mission Impossible. He's the uh, the original the series. <laughs> no, he's in the. Sorry, the, the I've film. been asleep for a lot of the last ten years. <laughs> 
Oh, he's around. Oh no, I know. Yes, Top Gun. Top Gun. The one about the the guns. The guns. The top. The top guns. Cruise. Cruise. I don't have any stories about Cruise. <laughs> But I imagine he's very short. Schwarzenegger. He's five foot seven. Five foot seven. Is that? That's not that short, is no. it? Uh, Tom Cruise, five foot seven. How, uh, Sylvester Stallone is like five foot uh, seven as well. Sylvester Stallone is five foot ten. No, he's is not. Is it just so you can fit them in the lens? Is that I think why? So. Is that actual size? That's what's stopping it for me. That's why I'm not in these movies, you know, because They're I'm too, too tall. How tall are you? Oh, I'm massive. I'm. <laughs> I was almost. I'm six foot two. You know, I'm one of the tallest women in, in the day, and that's why it was very hard for me to work, really, back then, because they wanted. You know, you 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 men, you want your girls to be petite and little, and you can fit them in your pocket. You know, <laughs> am I right? Maybe not in your pocket. That would be <laughs> horrendous. But no. But it, it, people didn't go for that. Sadly, maybe nowadays with your you know Mila Jovovich. <laughs> sure. How tall is she? She's, I think she's pushing seven. <laughs> seven foot. Mm. Mm. Daniel Radcliffe is five foot five. But then he's that the makes child. sense. He's he's very much the new silly Billy Crilly, isn't he? I think. <laughs> but instead of where's the jam, it's you know Alakazam or whatever. But you know he's he's <laughs> bless him. I love it when they put him in things. I met him. He was very nice. He was was no. I have met him, and he was actually very nice. And he gave me a lot of facts, which was lovely. Like a child, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was in his well into his twenties. But um, <laughs> what, what, what facts? Did just you give facts me? about it was something to do with um, Danny DeVito's four foot ten. <laughs> wow! I mean, but that's not. A, I mean, I mean, nobody is watching Danny DeVito in a film and meeting him in real life. Going bloody hell, he's a lot shorter than I was <laughs> expecting. Like Tom Cruise, you'd think. Oh, you know. Well, obviously, he's famously very short. Mm. Joe Pesci, though. He's five foot four. Five, five foot, foot four? four? <laughs> oh, that's quite good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five foot four. For a Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> the Pesci dynasty is not one that I get on with. We won't go into that now, but let's just say this. There's bad blood. Lester coming out again. <coughs> this is what stopped me getting into the big time. It's this... Ooh. Do you feel there's been a prejudice against people? From people from Leicester? Yes. God, yes. <laughs> God, yes. Have it's so hard. Oh, I've suffered. Just coming from Leicester for a start, but then... You do, I do have the prejudice myself against myself, my own people. Dustin Hoffman is five foot six. Right, okay. Right. Not anymore, though. Not since. <laughs> <laughs> the accident. Yes. No, that's lovely. Um, what's this show about? <laughs> um, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Favourite actor? Uh, what's your favourite team? Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. We could just keep talking your, what's about your, height. What's your favourite? <laughs> I do love programmes about height. What's your favourite fish? I'd love a Netflix documentary about height. <laughs> no? I think, I mean... The, the tallest and the shortest and everyone in between. <laughs> it would be a big show. What would you call We've, it? Oh, she's just firing stuff at us now. It's ever so slightly distracting. <laughs> Five foot four, Amelia Estevez, Richard Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, Seth James Green. Cagney, Rick Moranis, and Seth Green. What's a Seth Green? Is he that an in, actress? Uh, he, or was, a... he was in uh, Austin Powers, wasn't he? He was. Seth Green, Jack Black, He's Daniel a... Radcliffe, yes, Bob Should... Hoskins, bless. I mean, this is not a show. <laughs> a lovely chap. Woody Natalie. Allen, five foot six. Johnny Although not Gunning. anymore, of course. Five foot six. <laughs> After, well, you know, it's going to be difficult for him to maintain that height now. <laughs> with the, you know, with all the stuff that's coming out. But it's interesting uh, Elijah know, Wood. I thought he'd be about two. 
<laughs> he's tiny. But he gives off the impression. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about acting. You know, you can take someone who's a human mm-hmm. and you can turn them into a a human with bigger feet. You know, and that's just magic. Have you worked much with CGI? Um, well, I've I've dabbled a little bit. I was in a superhero movie recently, uh, very exciting, low budget, budget, low budget, called um, uh, Captain Trampoline. Good fun, just a guy with a trampoline, but he really pushes the envelope when it comes to <laughs> fighting crime. It was really good fun. And they, they CGI'd, I was like, well, what's going to be CGI'd? I mean, is it going to be, are they gonna, no, no, they're keeping all that, but they, we're, we're CGI'ing you out, is what it ended up being. And <laughs> okay. that was... That's a little a galling. It was sad, but they kept my voice, you know. You put in all that work. And all so much work. I lost a lot of weight. I lost a pound. Or jumping up and down? No, I didn't do any of that stuff. I just walked. <laughs> I mean, okay. I haven't walked for ages, you know, and it's amazing. You just get out a bit. Can just I, go to the shops and you'll I, lose can I, can I, What? Oh, no, no, please do jump. Bar Radio presents Back Row and Show with Johanna James. Recently, um, my friend, well, our friends got married and they had this bucket list book. All the guests could write something in the bucket list that they absolutely had to do. Some of them were just really weird. It was like, um, she has to do him up the bum with a dildo to ACDC. Pegging. What's that called? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Is it? Pegging. The producers are nodding along. Yes, that's absolutely <laughs> See, Johanna. Knowledge. Need- well, I need to go to sex Knowledge school. is a weapon, pegging. ladies and gentlemen. Why is it Knowledge pegging? is a weapon. Maybe that somebody did it with a peg once and then... <laughs> it just escalated. Yeah. It's like a female empowerment thing. Some ladies like to... Oh, girl power. Strap it up and just go for it. Oh. Shout out to the peggers. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday. Back and show with Johanna James. From 4pm. FUBAR Radio. Well, it's, it's, our show isn't Cranky. quite as educational as some of the trails that we play. Can uh, I just give a shout out to the Peggers? <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, I think I think that is one of the best things we've seen in the last few years. You know, I'm all for for you know actresses being called actors and all this wonderful stuff that's happening with equality sure. and, and finally a pay gap not being so big or not existing really mm-hmm. is what we're after now. <laughs> um, but you know, pegging—that does the job, doesn't it? Because I suppose that's a, in its own way, it's a quality, isn't it? Who would you like to peg? <laughs> if you had, I mean, you'd have to. Be- oh, we've got a question. For oh, yes. You. If uh, if you could uh, have, uh, if you could fuck uh, a skeleton, oh, uh, <laughs> living or dead, uh, oh, wow. who, who would you fuck? Would it be a living skeleton? Yeah. So okay. does it doesn't have the equipment. Well, if if it was any like any, the any famous person, oh, uh, living or dead, go back to the day and just. Uh, but it was a skeleton. Uh, which which oh. one would you dig up and? It's <laughs> a fun question, isn't it? Um, can I say, I think Ray Harryhausen. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's done lots of just because he was a lovely chap, and his uh, that's probably why I thought of it. You mm. know, he was good with skeletons. And he would probably, he would probably, he'd appreciate um, it. I think. Fuck you, back, but one frame at a time, <laughs> very slowly, and it would take a lot of work. <laughs> but you know, I wonder if he got a lot of fucking. Do you get to model makers? Oh, fuck yeah. a lot. Really? Oh, yeah, very do you know famous. any model makers? Do <laughs> you do? And what have they? I mean, have they pegged you? <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. Wow. They've, uh, I mean, 
<laughs> you don't really do blue, do you? No, 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 no. No, that's fair enough. No, no that's fair enough. Straight I, out, straight out of your comfort don't. zone. <laughs> I like to think that I, I don't. It. I like to think that I don't, but I do. <laughs> it's very hard not to. Peggers. So that was the question. What was the answer? Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. I loved his Kraken. <laughs> and if shagging him is anything like that, I mean, it had four limbs. Came out of the sea. That was a good movie, wasn't it? Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Uh, the highlights were the animated bits. Animated bits. And the main actor, he was a. What happened uh, to Clash him? Clash of the Titans. Harry, Harry Hamlin. Hamlin. Harry, Harry Hamlin. Hamlin. Hamlin? Hamlin. Or Hamlin? Hamlin. 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 Harry Hamlin. And Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen Hamlin. Um. What Ray, a, what Harry, a, Harry what a couple of <laughs> Harryhausen Sorry Hamlin, what a couple of geezers. You remember this? It was, it, was it a hit of the time? It was a musical about Clash of the Titans. Oh, it was right. very for, <laughs> just for the fans. It wasn't fun. It was awful. And it, they tried to do the models, but it, again, it was live, so it was so slow and dull. And they had to slow the music down. And they had to keep moving it. Just piece by piece. So Harry, did, Harryhausen, or Ray, as you call him, um... <laughs> He did once put quite a nasty little thing about me being the inspiration for Medusa, which, but I forgive him. You know, there's a lot of people take the piss like, with stuff like that because they know that I like a laugh. <laughs> they know that I'll laugh back with them, you know. It's like I got a part a while ago in a French film. Oh, yeah. Only French film I've ever been in. And the problem was, I mean, they got very angry because I sort of lied in the audition. You know, you have to pretend you can do it. So in, in the audition, they say, you can speak French. And I sort of just went, and then, like this, you know, just made sounds. And yeah. they, they seemed satisfied. And then it came to the filming, and I was like, I'd learn in the gap. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I'd, go, yes. I'd ring up Sue Clinch. i go, Sue, get round here. Bring your French phrase book, and we'll go through it, and we'll learn it quickly. You know, but filming was in weeks, and a week, and we were just hammered. Because as soon as me and Sue Clinch <laughs> get together, we're just fuck on anything, you know, pegging. And um, uh, so eventually I got cut. The part was cut, and the director gave me a part which was old nude, which I thought was a little uh, galling. <laughs> how, how long I ago was it? I didn't speak. It was just an old nude. And I, well, I was only 27 at the time, so it was really upsetting. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, um, what's your favourite <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought we could talk a bit about Who, because it's a bit geeky, this programme, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. It, back in the day, everyone did a Who. It would always be, you know, have you done a Who? Has, have either of you done a Who? Doctor Who. I've just, I've just Doctor Who. Oh, sorry. Doctor yes, who. within act within the world of actors, we just call it a Who. Which era? It's kind of Doctor Who. We well, have. of course, I covered a lot of it, but um, <laughs> mainly the Baker eras, um, <laughs> Colin, Colin and the one in the middle, both. Um, they got me eventually. They got me this wall, roll wall. Wall, wall. roll, roll, roll. I'm sorry. Sometimes I've learned so many words. Sometimes I forget <laughs> basic ones. You know what I mean? Because I've learned lines. There's not room in my brain. The other day I called a glass a long jar. But <laughs> I was talking to um, Sue. What are we? Doctor Who. So yes, my era. I was cast as the Dragon Queen in a Baker Colin. Mm. which was a disappointment because mm -hmm. <laughs> i'd been waiting for a who you know a lot of the talk amongst actors and actresses is just have you done a who who's done a who i've you? not done a i've not done you've a, not done, done a who I've you've not done, not done a, a who so i was cast as the queen the dragon queen is that what i said yes mm -hmm. i was cast as the dragon queen beautiful role how know. many eps how many eps um it was a three ep 
Dragon Queen, you know, and she would appear and she'd go, you know, I am the Dragon Queen, Doctor Who. Although he's never called Doctor Who, is he? So that, they told me to stop doing that. <laughs> also, I did a lot of my own noises for the lasers, which they got very angry about. <laughs> you know. Um, if anything, it was probably helpful to them. They well, I thought so. I thought, I'm doing, I thought I'd get a bit of extra cash, if anything. <laughs> but the Dragon Queen ended up, they got very angry. I was cut. Ruler Lenski was brought in, which happens the vast majority of my roles. <laughs> and eventually I just played a cannon, which was a laser cannon. Do you know what I mean? And it was, I was like, well, what? A laser cannon. <laughs> they went all it's a waste of your talents. It's a waste of my talent. I just had to bend down and pretend my head was firing <laughs> bullets. <laughs> <laughs> It was like they turned humans into cannons. Do you remember now, that now episode? Now we're going to have a new, a new uh, female a new, doctor. Oh, isn't it wonderful? It that wonderful. and pegging. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. It's just wonderful. got enough time to play better or worse. Uh, oh. Anna Man. Better Are you or ready worse? to play the Better or worse? Uh, boom, boom. Better or worse? No, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> we're not allowed to do that. Fuck. Well, we cut are allowed that. to do I mean... In fact, cut a lot of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damon Mar Marlon Wayans. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got to oh, yeah, sorry. Better or worse is the game where I give you a series of... Names of celebrities, and you have to decide whether they're better or worse than the following celebrity, right. based entirely on my own opinion. Who is better or worse? Yes. Marlon Wayans. Is he better or worse than Marlon Brando? Oh, God. Oh, oh, much better. Much better. Brando <laughs> was a monster. I won't go into it, but he was. Worse. I'm going to say worse, I'm afraid. Well, I'm you're wrong. Say, okay. Is Marlon Brando better or worse than David Bowie? Worse. Marlon Brando is worse than, than David Bowie. He oh, is worse. Oh he God, is worse. Yes, yes, yes. Is Mr. T better or worse than David Bowie? Well, I mean that's a that's an argument that's been going on for a long time, <laughs> actually. But let's say better. It's I mean, worse. for his oh, is it? Oh, all right. Mr. T is maybe worse I don't than know David my Bowie. yeah. yeah maybe yeah, I don't yeah. know my Mr. T's and my David Bowie's. I don't know. Is Christopher Lee better or worse than Mr. T? Better, but only because of Dracula. <laughs> he is better. Is uh, Paul Daniels is he better or worse than Christopher Lee well it depends whether Debbie's with him um, <laughs> no it's just solo worse worse he is so worse so much worse um, is Paul Gascoigne better or worse than Paul Daniels better because he's fun he is he's better he'll get better as well but Ray Paul Winston Gascoigne. is Ray Winston better or worse than Paul Gascoigne worse because he's arrogant and as an actor Better. Better. I would say it's Buy the a same. slither. <laughs> I would say it's the same. Um, I'm going to say Ray Winston is worse than mm. Paul uh, Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne. Mm. I, like, I think so. I quite like Gas Gazza. I like Gazza. We've got a lot of time for him. Is Ray Winston better or worse than Warwick Davis? Much worse. Much worse. Much worse. And uh, I, I, much shorter. Say, <laughs> that's that's a secret I'm for you. Say Ray That'll blow your mind. It's better than Warwick Davis. <laughs> really? I would say so. What about Willow? Well, yeah. What about the other things? <laughs> well, that's what it's all. All right. Finally, hang on, hang on. Is that it? Oh. No, he's going to start again. Okay. Okay. Is and I think I'm on this track. <laughs> oh yeah. Carry on. Is Christopher Reeve better? That's me on the. Go on. <laughs> thanks for miming which instrument you're playing as well oh sorry yes I, I, you can't see we're it we're playing it live xylophone. now that's probably why xylophone yes um, what Christopher Reeve is he better or worse than Warwick Davis ah oh, worse as Willow <laughs> better Let, I'm going to have to say better I'm better. sorry because, I, because because he's gone and you know 
We don't speak ill of the dead. Not oh, on the show. I pressed the wrong button. Um, yeah, well, that's the. Uh, that's the. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, we'll, I, I don't we'll, feel like I said anything. We'll talk. To, <laughs> we'll I feel like I've just sat here and not said a word. Have I said much? <laughs> no. Well, you know, ne- maybe next time we'll get you on again. You we'll, can we'll say. We'll tot up. Can I just finish that thing? We'll I'm tot sorry, up the Nick. score from Body's better or worse, now. and then we'll add you to the leaderboard, the leaderboard. Okay. at some point. But um, yeah, just to just to just to wrap up, mm. uh, hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah, it's good. Oh, right, great. Enjoyed it. I can second that. Uh, winter show on again, Anna. It's on last week of Edinburgh, twenty first, twenty fifth at eleven ish. I can't remember <laughs> in the Pleasants. Well, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.